of visitation. Hear the Spirit call. Welcome to another podcast of Dr. Leslie Bakupong. Be blessed as you listen. How many of you are excited to be in church this morning? We thank God for Sunday morning. Amen. And how many of you are ready for the word this morning? Alright. Tell somebody, God will speak to you today. Tell another person, God will speak to you today. Hallelujah. Alright. Um, I'm sure today you're waiting for me to continue the series on the church. Let me pass if I just lifted his head like that, like he's disappointed. <laughs> on the church, part 18. We've done 17, right? Don't worry, part 18 will come. Amen. As I told you, as I'm doing the, the series, when something comes to cross, don't don't be worried. Amen. This is our church. We are not going anywhere. Hallelujah. Yeah, so I'll continue. Um, we've done 17 sermons on the subject of the church and uh, we'll be entering the 20s very soon amen um, I'm dealing now with the with the sub series within the series on the letters to the seven churches and we've done the letter to the church at Ephesus and we've done the letter to the church at Smyrna in terms of the order in which the letters came um, I should be doing the letter to the church at Pergamos. In some places they say Pergamos. In some places they say Pergamon. In some places they say Pergamon. So, whichever of them you hear is still correct. Hallelujah. But that is going to come later. Amen. Because this particular one, I feel I need to preach it to you. Amen. Uh-huh. When the staring for something comes like that, you need to be obedient to the Spirit of God. Because I believe this subject is very important to people's destinies. And there are people who are standing at crossroads where the road to their destiny is concerned. And this word is very important to catapult them to the next level. Hallelujah. Um, it's not any hoodious word. In fact, it's a very, very simple message I'm going to preach. Simple but practical. Hallelujah. Alright. I want to start by asking a question. For which I want a response. So can I ask my question? Alright, if you are going to name one sin as the mother of all sins, which one will it be? If you've been in this church for a while, you should know the answer to this one. One person should lift their hand and, and, and tell us. The mother of all the sins. Mother, like. The mama of all the sins. The mother is the one that gives birth, right? Which one would you choose? anybody yes david pride let's put our hands together for our md yeah he's shown that he's been in this church for a while hallelujah and and very soon i'll explain why pride is the mother of all the sins and today i feel very strongly in my spirit that i should speak on the subject of the dangers of pride the dangers of pride the dangers of pride this one you can't say it doesn't apply to you hallelujah yes you can't say it does not apply to you now the, the subject of pride is a very 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 important one in fact it is it is crucial to your relationship with god 
it is more serious than we think it is and one of the reasons why the issue of pride is very serious is that god himself takes a very serious view of the subject of pride if you look at some of the scriptures that we'll read today you realize that god doesn't joke with the issue of pride at all one of the reasons why pride is such a big deal for god is that that is the only thing that has attempted to uproot him from his throne in heaven pride pride is the only thing that has attempted to overthrow god from his throne and that is why i'm saying pride is the mother of all sin before we heard of any sin at all before fornication came onto the scene before adultery came onto the scene before murder came onto the scene before lying came onto the scene pride was the first that we saw and why am i saying that there was an entity in heaven called lucifer god had endowed him with so many great things when you look at the description of lucifer in ezekiel chapter 28 we are told how glorious he was i've told you here that i mean the, the bible talks about the fact that musical instruments were even woven into his body such that his movement alone produced music hallelujah very beautiful very 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 beautiful lucifer and because of this beauty pride entered his heart so before fornication came before adultery came before any of the sins that you and i have tapped as the big sins the the gargantuan sins even came onto the scene pride came and it was out of pride the action satan took or lucifer took as a result of pride that things like murder and the other ones came into being hallelujah so pride is the mother of all the sins it gave birth if satan or if lucifer had not entertained pride what happened in heaven wouldn't have happened that attempted coup d'etat would not have happened and if that had not happened we wouldn't have had issues with sin hallelujah things would have continued the way god intended it to be right from the beginning but pride entered his heart he said i'll be like the most high i will ascend onto the throne of the most high i will be like god that was pride speaking and there is a statement there is a proverb that when you've been bitten by a snake before when you see a worm you stand steady hallelujah god has been bitten by pride before and so his defenses and his whatever against this thing called pride are very 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 sharp hallelujah and this thing called pride is so powerful yet so subtle and it stands between people and the purpose of god for their lives it stands between people and their destinies it prevents people from experiencing god and experiencing life to the fullest it's one of the most destructive yet quiet yet subtle things that you can ever encounter on earth it works together with delusion somebody said delusion one of these i'll preach a sermon on delusion 
when you are deluded when you are deceived delusion is one of the strongest weapons of the enemy against any believer where you think you are something but you are not you can lie to yourself to the extent that you even believe the lie yourself that is delusion and trust me there are many believers walking in the shackles of delusion that is why on the judgment day there will be surprises you see there are some people who went to Jesus Christ they thought they were something on the judgment day oh we prophesied in your name we, we did this in your name he said get out of my sight I don't know you they thought they knew God they thought they, they had a relationship with God they, they, they thought God saw them in a certain way that was because they were shackled by the spirit of delusion and may every shackle of delusion in your life be broken today in the name of Jesus if that thing is not broken you'll be there thinking of yourself in a certain light meanwhile you are not it Peter was one of the most deluded people you could ever meet until the Holy Ghost came upon him and intervened Peter was one of the most unstable people you could ever find yet he talked like a very strong and a very stable man meanwhile when you examine it's like the guy was seriously unstable and look at the instability in this man one day Jesus said he was going to go to the cross he said no 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 you what are you talking about you are going to die no way he promised Jesus that wherever you go me to I'll go somewhere if I'm there who can come and kill you hey talking big as if he knew what he was talking about meanwhile he didn't know what he was talking about so when you are deluded you say things you don't even know you think you are talking wisdom but you are just talking and saying things and his instability showed when the people went to try to get Jesus Christ in the garden the Bible said he, he was living up to his promise he took a sword the people were men strong men probably soldiers coming to attack Jesus Christ at that point he was brave enough to try to confront strong men by pulling out a sword and the Bible said he cut somebody's ears and Jesus did immediate plastic surgery without anesthesia bah! repaired the ear that was cut but the same man to prove his instability one moment look at you are standing in front of men holding a sword and even having the guts to cut somebody's ear the next moment you are confronted not by macho men not by soldiers by a little girl a maid you respect that this man should be able to deal with the maid easily probably intimidated her if you don't keep quiet that something like that but this was the same man now denying Jesus Christ he said ah, aren't you one of Jesus' people she should have you should have just showed her the swords no because when he cut the ears Jesus didn't tell him to throw it away he said put it back so, so the sword was still there hallelujah he should have just put this one said if you don't keep quiet <laughs> even with the sword and everything now this man who seemed so aggressive and so convinced about what he was saying suddenly was looking like a weakling in front of a little girl that's because he was deluded but he needed a shower of the holy spirit upon his life 
for that inconsistency and for for that delusion to be taken out and today by the coming of the word may every shackle of delusion be broken from your life yeah. why am i talking about pride and talking about delusion one of the kindred spirits of the spirit of pride is a spirit of delusion they move together so when you are proud you don't think you are proud most people who are proud who, who walk and exhibit pride they don't believe they are proud it's because satan has used the spirit of delusion to just blind them like that they believe they are the most humble people they don't believe they are proud in fact the reason why pride is so dangerous is that the spectrum of the manifestations of pride are so wide that at the extremes you have two opposite things and i'll explain do you know there are certain kinds of shyness that are actually a manifestation of pride that's at the other end while brash arrogance is on the other but it's the same spectrum there are certain kinds of shyness when you go deep behind it you realize that it is actually pride that's why pride is a very day you you will walk in it and you will not even think you have a problem with me you, you have been seriously shackled and when you are shackled with pride your destiny is shackled your future is shackled your your standing with god is shackled you, you can't be what god has intended you to be because you see god has learned his lesson If you entertain pride and you take it into heaven you may plot another coup d'etat which he may not survive hallelujah one of the signs very soon i'll be eliciting some signs in you today hallelujah uh-huh. my medical background forgive me <laughs> when we want to diagnose we elicit signs the bible says the word of god is like a hammer say hammer imagine we have a patella hammer a tendon hammer you'll be there and you have you may have a problem a neurological problem you never know until they tell you let me tap your knee with the hammer they tap it and your foot leg goes like, almost hits the face of the person say, hey there's a problem somewhere today as the hammer of the word comes it's going to tap some things and, and it's going to elicit some signs and the same word of god will be therapy for you to be healed hallelujah necessary because this thing called pride is so subtle at a point i'll show you some subtle manifestations of the spirit of pride and you will see yourself in the sermon hallelujah and when you see yourself it's like a bitter drug you just swallow it nicely and believe that it is working on you and helping you hallelujah first of all i want to give you five reasons five reasons five reasons why pride is a very bad thing five reasons well let me say five consequences of pride five consequences of pride the first one is that god will humble the proud god will humble the proud if at the beginning of the sermon when i said we are going to talk about pride somebody's image came into your mind it is the first sign of pride 
I don't want to carry out a census now. Yes. How many of you talk about somebody aside yourself? The moment I said, Pastor, huh. as for today, yes, Pastor, preach. Tell them, speak to them, dial their numbers, and let them pick up the phone. If that thought came into your mind, this sermon is for you. Hallelujah. Yeah. So that's the first sign. We've elicited the first sign already. Isaiah chapter 2 verse 12 Isaiah chapter 2 verse 12 First consequence of pride Is that God will humble the proud God He will humble the proud He said for the day of the Lord of hosts Shall be upon everyone that is Proud and lofty And upon everyone that is lifted up And he shall be what May the Lord not bring you low because if God decides to bring you low, master, God himself decided that you, I'm bringing you low. It's different from a human being who has plotted and decided that you, I'm going to destroy your life. God himself, the beginning and the end, the alpha and the omega, the one who knows the end from the beginning, he decides that I'm going to bring you low. Go and ask in the book of Nazar. God humbled him, maybe small, like that. And I keep saying something, that if you are not prepared to humble yourself, in life you must be prepared for god to take you through a lesson in humility and you don't want to go through that school god himself deciding to drag you into that school of humility to teach you humility you don't want it i believe joseph had to go through the things he went through because god needed to teach him a bit of humility he was a bit too hot can you call your whole family for a meeting you, 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 you all bow down before me, including you, Father. All of you, you are going to bow down. Before. There was some spirit of pride. God needed to break it before taking him to where he was supposed to go. Hallelujah. Pit, prison, all sorts of things. But God needed to break it. So God will humble the proud. He will humble the proud. Anytime I make this point, I remember a story when we were in medical school. We're getting ready to write our final part one. Now, what do you write as final part two? Second clinical. Final part two. We're getting ready to write it. And something acts into our revision period. Like four days or so were lost. So we decided to meet as a class. To, I mean, to just have like 10 days of revision before a major exam like that with external examiners coming and stuff. We're going to appeal for, you know, more time. And the whole class met. And it's like, we thought it would be like a you know, anonymous something. So people talk, yeah, and this, 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 and everything. Like 10, 15 people talk. And then just when the meeting was getting to a close, one guy got up from the back, came to the front, stood there, and asked us, For one whole year, what have you been doing? At that point, if you were not paying attention, you will pay attention. So one whole year, he was pointing at like that. Our mate, our own mate. One whole year, what have you people been doing? You think just four days extra will change the mark you are going to get? Everybody was looking into each other's faces. Like it's like. You are, you are the most unserious class ever. And he went on. He said, as for him, 
You know, it's, it's after that exam that people go for elective and things like that. He has got his elective slot. He's going to Virginia, US. And he has got his ticket already. If we extend the revision period, it's going to extend the exam period. And it will eat into his electives. He's got his ticket. He doesn't want any trouble. So we will write the exam. After that, everybody was quiet. No, can you say anything again? Can you lift up your hand? It's like you're on, on serious. Say, one whole year, what have you been doing? And it's true. <laughs> one whole year, what have you been doing? See, one of the manifestations of pride is when you speak the truth, but you didn't say it in a nice way. Eh. What he was saying was true. We were all convicted. I, we felt very sinful. Like, I mean, really true. One whole year. Some of us started thinking, uh, instead of blame, we're doing ministry, doing this, this, that, that, that. Everybody kept quiet. Class president came, he said, Meeting is over. <laughs> and as we were leaving, the, we, we met, there's this lecture room at the ONG department near the office. That was where we had that meeting. As we were coming out, you could read people's thoughts. You know, when thoughts are very thick like that, you can literally read it them in the air. That this guy, if he doesn't know, and he doesn't know, and he doesn't know, and one of the papers doesn't go well for him, you see what will happen. And see, sometimes when people are thinking with one accord, it's as good as them lifting up their voices and declaring it in the spirit the day of the release of the results came and you know in class you know those who struggle there are different categories there are some people when they are crying they are crying because they are expecting 90 percent and they got 85 when they went to write the thing there's one question be better that just swept them small and they'll come and come and you two you are complaining but your level of the complaint is completely different you you want to just cross with your head you know that thing that <laughs> athletics when they get to the pay like everybody has crossed by the skin of your teeth you know you're all worrying so sometimes when the results come you are like ah this guy he was deceiving me no 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 you were worrying at different levels so in the class he wasn't one of those people who you expect to start like very very serious student he was a boy child but he was behaving like a girl child go for every lecture you know his notes neat you know those kind of things yeah, red pen the light nice beautiful so that day when we were leaving the place people were thinking and wishing things upon his bald head when the results came released and those is wearing many so when a referral list comes it's not like 50 people it's, it's like five six that's a few went to the referral. ong and one of the names it was this guy hey somebody went to the board saw his and he had passed and he jubilated and when he went to the referral list and saw the guy he jubilated even more said hey this guy he mentioned the name and he added oh yeah. <laughs> God will humble the proud and may God never humble you 
you know that she had a long was happier for the guy feeling that he himself passing. Typical black man mentality. Black man, evil spirit. <laughs> I was excited. And when we heard what caused him to fail, me, I concluded I was just God trying to teach him a lesson. Something very, very small. You try and fibroid. In case he got to us, you try and fibroid. You know. I mean, when you're going for it, you know that's what fibroid you get. God, you turn fibroid. And when he was presenting his management, he just forgot to say, I'll do grouping and cross matching. Like that, you go for a myomectomy, grouping and cross matching. I said, Examiner paid on just that. So you won't do grouping and cross matching. You're going to do myomectomy. It's a very, very bloody, what do you call it? What if your patient starts bleeding on the table? Your patient is dead. Go, exam is over. Bye bye. Finish. This one, another examiner will lead you to the answer nicely. And you know, because they know that under exam conditions, you are tense and you probably know it, but you just say, But some things had been taught and spoken over his head. I pray that God will never humble you. Point number two consequences of pride. And this is the scariest of them all. God will resist you. God will resist you. God will resist you. James chapter 4 verse 6. James 4 6. There are a lot of people, they are praying about all sorts of things. They are not getting answers. A lot of delays in their lives and things like that. And they don't understand. It's God. You are praying to the one who is resisting you. Can you imagine he said but he giveth more grace wherefore he said God resisted the proud but giveth grace unto the humble so grace is for humble people hallelujah Adum, which is grace it is for humble people God resisted the proud you are praying binding, losing, doing all sorts of things but, but because of your pride because you are manifesting pride in your life God is resisting you that is why you must identify the pride in your life and deal with it there are some people the moment they deal with the pride in their life certain things will just start falling in place for them like that they just have to identify the pride and deal with it God resists the pride big God like that standing between you and progress you have super stagnation in your life it's like you move around you move in circles nothing will move forward for you all because of pride God resists the proud. That is the second point. God resists the proud. There was a young lady came to see me about a proposal she had received from a certain gentleman. The gentleman said he liked her. And she came to talk to me about it. And she came and said, imagine that so so and so says he likes me like, can you imagine I mean she didn't say that too, but I'm showing her head look at me from head to toe <laughs> and this boy say can you imagine say can you imagine I say yes I can imagine 
Because he's a human being. Hallelujah. The person didn't come backing. He didn't come with five ears. And eight tails. He's a human being. If you make such a statement, you should make it when an unbeliever comes to propose to you. Because the Bible said, be not unequally joked together with unbelievers. So you ask, can you imagine an Amalekite, a child of Satan, wants to make Satan my father-in-law? That's when you should speak like that. You see, such a thing, the moment you perceive or conceive such a thing in your heart, and you mention it, God says, you are not ready for a relationship. You are not ready for marriage. Let me add three more years to your waiting period. God resists the proud. So you go for prayer meeting to prayer meeting. They will anoint you, lay hands on you, lay legs on you, give you red oil to drink, green oil to put into your ears, blue one to smear on your face for the glory of God to manifest. But God Himself is resisting you. May you not put yourself in a place where God Himself will resist you. He resists the proud. There are some people they are so proud that if God should bless them financially right now. The things you do, eh? <laughs> the things you do. You hire eight bodyguards immediately. You get little girls with petals to be spray on the ground while you are coming. Everybody knows that rich man is in town. So I think God looks into your area. No, 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 no. If I should let this guy get the kind of things he'll do even bring disgrace to <laughs> my kingdom so let me let him suffer small perhaps he may learn humility in the process so after he has gone through the process I can now bless him God resists the proud it is a very dangerous thing three pride brings disgrace pride it brings disgrace let's look at Proverbs chapter 11 verse 2 brings disgrace. He said, when pride cometh, then cometh shame. But with the lowly is wisdom. Give me NLT. Let me see if it will make things clearer. Sometimes the King James is a bit difficult to understand. He said, pride leads to disgrace. But with humility comes wisdom. Hallelujah. So your pride can lead you to disgrace. How can pride lead to disgrace? When you need help and you are too proud to ask for the help. You need help. You, you can see disgrace staring you in the face. And there are people you can approach. Just humble yourself and say, look, I have this problem and I need this kind of help. Sometimes it may be financial. Unless, of course, you've made yourself a, a chronic. I don't know what word to use. <laughs> you have turned some people into your ATM. Anytime you need money, you go and press their buttons for them to give you money. Pride can lead to disgrace. Let me use a crude example. You have diarrhea. Smile. I look at me as if you don't know. You, you can't relate to what I'm doing. You have diarrhea. Very bad diarrhea. You reach a place. You need to use the washroom. You can see disgrace tearing you in the face. 
but because of pride just the mere fact that you are going to some people for you know the people they see you as some you know slay queen <laughs> always nicely dressed so the fact that you are going to ask for where is the toilet is a problem so when you get there even using the word toilet is a problem for you say where is the restroom and people say we don't rest do you go and rest there washroom you go and wash there because you have painted a certain image of yourself but the fact that you polish your face and you wear a nice Brazilian wig it doesn't mean natural physiological phenomena are suspended in your body hallelujah and disgrace staring you in the face like that some people that say, as I said, even when I use the word toilet some people are feeling some way can you say such a thing but <laughs> well, let me say certain things <laughs> pride it can bring disgrace so that is point number three pride it will bring disgrace Point number four. Pride is a trap to destruction. It's a trap of the enemy to destruction. When anyone should destroy your life, he will bring he will bring pride first. It's a trap to destruction. Let's look at Proverbs chapter 16, verse 18. Proverbs 16. It's a pride go out before destruction. So it's like the trap the enemy will set for you before he destroys your life. And an haughty spirit before a fall. Pride goes before a fall. Pride goes before that destruction. So it is a trap of the enemy. It's, it's a prelude to the destruction the enemy wants to bring into your life. Point number five. Pride brings conflicts. Everybody say conflict. We've talked about the church and conflicts. Pride brings conflict. Why will pride cause conflicts? It's because pride will make you look down on people and the people will be offended so to bring conflict that same pride when you offend somebody a simple how many letter word five letter word like sorry can just solve the problem but because of pride you will not open your mouth to say the story and the head festers and festers and now the whole thing becomes a conflict I thought there's a difference between a disagreement and a conflict. A disagreement can happen. But when it is prolonged, that is when we call it a conflict. So a simple sorry can prevent a disagreement from escalating into a conflict. But pride, to open your mouth and say, I am sorry, is a problem. And these things I'm saying, it will help you in your relationships, in your marriage, in your how you, you interact with people at work at school your roommate everything simple sorry will solve the problem but because of pride and you see you don't only say sorry when you admit that you've done wrong i've told you this thing before the mere fact that the person is hurt it means the person deserves a sorry we are all different people 
we see things from different angles we perceive things from different angles the fact that you don't see why the person should be hurt doesn't mean the person doesn't deserve an apology for feeling hurt sometimes we think oh but i mean once i don't see why the person is hurt as of this person is too childish so i won't apologize that is a manifestation of the spirit of pride the person says i'm hurt you say sorry okay you are hurt you even though it is a childish hurt i am sorry i'm not saying go and add that to <laughs> i'm still sorry that you are feeling the way you are feeling hallelujah it takes humility to be able to do that to even apologize when you think you are right that that is a higher life and may you begin to walk in the higher life simple sorry pride will make you take people for granted it's very easy to come to the place where you are taking people for granted in your relationships with them sometimes you have relationships that are one way it's only one person that gives so that that person gets comfortable in that what do you call it you never think that ah the person always gives me to have to give it's only one person who visits it's only one person who calls it's only one person who breaks the ice when there is a disagreement because sometimes you disagree with somebody and naturally there's a bit of distance but somebody needs to break the ice and most of the time it's just one party that is doing it so you are there you know who whatever the case she'll call she'll, she'll be the one to call me and you are there and you feel like if i call then i have lost it is the spirit of pride and god will resist you it will destroy you it will do all the, the things that i've said before this to your life you, you can't have a one-way relationship where things are coming from just one end it doesn't work that way it will not be a balanced relationship at a point in time something will break i've said it before here that we are only allowed to be angry for how many hours how many hours because the bible says do not let the sun set upon your anger it's assumed that you got angry when during the day and the sun was set by six so at most 12 hours there let the anger go hallelujah letting the anger go doesn't mean you are totally healed of the head there are some there are some heads that it, it takes the holy spirit and the word of god and things for you to but letting go means if it means greeting you we should still be able to greet each other we should still be able to talk hallelujah if we apply these principles in our lives relationships will be better marriages will be better everything it says don't let the sun go down upon your anger you can't be there for more than 12 hours and, and and you are not speaking you are living in the same house with the person you are contravening scripture it's as bad as going to commit adultery it's as bad as going to fornicate because the bible says don't let the sun go down upon your anger that same bible said do not covet another man's wife the same bible said don't lie the same bible said don't commit murder hallelujah don't let the sun go down upon your anger a lot of problems with unforgiveness is pride pride the spirit of pride is at the at the base 
a lot of the sins that we're committing pride is at the base we see it as unforgiveness but the problem is pride the problem is pride because you can't imagine how the person could do such a thing to a whole you you just can't think of, how can you do that a whole like can, can you a whole me he did this to me no no i cannot forgive i can't let it go it is pride that is at the base of it so these are the ways in which pride will cause conflict when you are proud you look down upon people you take people for granted you do not say sorry when you have to and then you don't take advice proud people they don't, they don't want to take advice so it's like they, they, they are right in their own eyes grandma will say oh, oh, it's like you, you are the only one who thinks right you are the only one who has the right ideas you are the only one who has the right perspectives towards things and all these things enhance conflict satan is happy when you are doing this because he doesn't want peace in your room he doesn't want peace in that relationship he doesn't want peace in that marriage so when, when you are like that you are helping satan to achieve his goals you are being a tool in the hands of the enemy so those are the five things that pride can do one god will humble the proud it will cause you to be humble two god will resist you three pride will bring you disgrace when you need help and you can't tell people that you need help look asking eh, it doesn't reduce you to ask for help hallelujah asking is not is it when when you are there with somebody and you find it difficult to ask for things watch yourself well pride may be at the base of it why do you find it difficult to ask because you think ah, hold me, how can i be asking i need help with this i need money i need this i'm suffering with this or that it means you're a proud person and sometimes when it happens that way you hide behind your weakness and your inability to ask as a result of pride and you rationalize the whole thing and turn it to make it look like the other person is not sensitive enough the other person can't perceive that you need so why is it that you couldn't sense that i need this thing why, why couldn't you sense that um, i need i needed words of encouragement it's a defense mechanism it's a way of trying to deal with your own inability your own pride your own weakness your own inability to open your mouth and and to say that look I, i'm suffering from this I, I need this i need that and it's unfair on the people around you when you do that why because you expect the person to try and discern your thoughts you expect them and sometimes you yourself you're not even sure what you want you're not even sure what exactly you want but but you expect somebody to be able to discern it and know that this is what you need at this particular point in time and for the person to meet you at the point of your need even god who knows everything from beginning to end he knows everything even him he still said we should ask and he will do it for us so it's unfair on human beings for you to expect them to know exactly what you need and to tag them as bad just because you yourself haven't been able to deal with your weakness or that pride that inability to ask for help when you need help so that was the third point and then fourth point it provides a trap 
to destruction and then pride brings conflict now let me give you some signs everybody say signs subtle signs now we're getting practical here subtle signs of pride so this one when you see yourself inside you accepted that god thank you for dialing my number thank you for speaking to me and then you go and work on it hallelujah point number one that was the first one that i, I said that when i mentioned the topic you thought about somebody else that is sign number one patella reflex back like that elicited two you look down on those that are less educated less affluent and less refined than yourself sometimes we do these things and we don't know that that's exactly what we are doing but deep inside you are actually looking down on the people it is a sign of pride hallelujah in this world we can all not be the same we all not come from the same places we all not have the same family background and so it's important to consider everybody as equal hallelujah you look down people because of their background but you see a lot of great people had very questionable backgrounds so if if you make the mistake of looking down on somebody right now you'll be shy in the future hallelujah and a lot of great nelson mandela and this, there are people that if you had met in your chat you wouldn't want to be their friend i'm sure now if you were taking back in time and you had a chance to sit in class with somebody like Nelson Mandela or Donald Trump knowing what they will become you will try to become their best friend even somebody like Donald Trump he had a very nice background people like Nelson Mandela and Kwame Nkrumah and all those people you look, their background nothing to write home about that is why you have to pray for the spirit of discernment hallelujah but the bible says mark an upright man his end shall be glorious once you're an upright man your end will always be glorious amen and ladies it is a word for you amen sometimes we consider certain things instead of going by the leading of the spirit five options gentlemen which one do i take okay this one comes from a very prominent family his father is so so and so he drives a car this other one on Namdadi, he comes always walking. Even me cry, sometimes I have to give him money to take, not even Uba or Trotro, <laughs> to get back home. You look at what phone people are holding. Oh, the higher Samsungs and the iPhones, uh -huh. the Infinix people, Mundiran Cheng, Techno, Mundiran Cheng. Which other one? Huawei. Oh, I thought Huawei now they are coming up small small. They too are and chain. Hey people. Uh, you believe the Huawei people, eh? But not the techno and the infinite ones. So we use all sorts of criteria. We look down on people. People even look down on certain people because of the tribe they are from. Mm. Because of the tribe. And yet they say, hey, I better go. I'll not go there. They do juju. They do juju. 
They said this particular tribe, the men are lazy. They said they are aggressive. The men are aggressive. I've not mentioned any names. I've been mad short to me. They said there's another one. They, they are aggressive, but they are aggressive in school. Uh, we are boozies, y'all. Fear of rain, Sabra. So, our prejudices, when we are prejudiced. Number three. I've said it before. When saying sorry is difficult for you, it's a sign of pride. Now listen to this one. When you get instinctively defensive when a fault of yours is pointed out. And the key word here is instinctive. It's like as soon as somebody calls you. Charlie, come. I, I have something to tell you. It's like immediately the shield of faith. Defensive. Ready for a rebuttal. It is a manifestation of the spirit of pride. Hallelujah. Because if you are humble, your ears should be itchy. You, you would want to know what is it that I'm doing wrong so that I can work on it and be a better person. But because you are sitting on a high horse, you think, oh, as for me, I'm untouchable. There can be nothing wrong with me. The moment somebody starts criticism, you get defensive. So that is point number four. Point number five and point number four are related. That you get offended. When a fault is pointed out, being defensive is different from being offended. Some people, when you call them and you tell them, you talk a little too loud. They got offended and they decided, okay, then I won't talk at all. It's a sign of pride. When, when you decide to stop doing something altogether, or you sing and you don't you don't sing well, they say, Oh. Today you, you made a bent offering out of the song. So you have to do this and this and say, okay, then I won't sing again. I won't sing again. It, it is a manifestation of pride. Because look, we must get to the point where we are happy with criticism, especially constructive criticism. That's the only way you can get better. Otherwise, you will live in delusion, thinking you are... And you see, when you are that type who can't take criticism, eh, all the people around you will stop criticizing you. And that is when delusion comes in. You think you are okay. You think, and you'll be deceiving yourself. And people will laugh. Oh, look at him. He thinks he's so something. Meanwhile, nothing. And so we must learn to receive criticism. Hallelujah. We mustn't get defensive. And we mustn't get offended when we are criticized. Number six. Listen to this one. Whenever somebody starts pointing out a fault or a failing in you, you start scanning your mind for faults in the person so that you can also make a presentation immediately after they have finished this. Am I dialing some numbers here? It's like the moment they start, you don't even pay attention to what they are saying. The mere fact that it's a criticism, they start scanning. Okay, you do this, you do this, this, this. When they finish, okay, all right, I've heard what you said, but please, you too. So, so, and so, and so, and so, and so. It is a sign of pride. Hallelujah. Especially when what you are pointing out where they are concerned has nothing to do with the subject they raised. 
Today, let it be about you. You collect the criticism. Humble yourself. Go and pray. Ask God to work on you. And another time, you can come and say, okay, but you two have somewhat against you. And you start your criticism. This is they happen in relationships. They happen in marriage. Everything. If we can deal with some of these things, our relationships will be better. Our marriages will be better. Our homes will be more peaceful. And we ourselves will be better human beings. Hallelujah. Number seven. Being judgmental. You conclude things about people and conclude things for people. You see somebody inside, oh, that's what this person is antisocial. And there are a lot of people you have met and you have judged wrongly. Later, you got to know them. Like, ah. Sometimes the person is just a serious person in life. It doesn't mean he's antisocial. Hallelujah. Some people expect that everybody else you are walking around, you are laughing, laughing, laughing. Some people are, are thinking about serious things in life. Hallelujah. I'm not saying it's bad to laugh. It's good to laugh, but you that that is yours. You laugh. Some people do. They are serious. They walk around and they are serious. So don't be like, oh, that's what this man is trying to some way. This is later you get to know them and realize that that's not how they are. When you stand behind and you judge people, it is a manifestation of pride, and we are stopping it in Jesus' name. Sometimes people see people and assume that they are poor. Now this guy doesn't have money, and even goes that you want to help. Meanwhile, this person can help you and help your ancestors and your great 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 grandchildren just because they are simple. The richest people they don't look rich. Somebody took a picture. Three people: Mike Zuckerberg, uh, I think Warren Buffett, and Bill Gates. The three of them in one picture. Three of the richest billionaires. There wasn't a single Rolex watch. There wasn't a Gucci belt. There wasn't a what the Pierre Cardin. Nothing. T-shirts. There's a wearing there some funny-looking glasses. I hear Warren Buffett. His favorite phone is Nokia 3310. You know Nokia 3310. Those days when you have Nokia 3310, <laughs> My first phone was Nokia 3310. <laughs> that is his favorite phone. So you don't look at somebody and judge the person. It is a manifestation of the spirit of pride. Hallelujah. Number eight, you have a tendency to find faults and mistakes in others without spending that much time and energy examining your own self. It's like you are a self-appointed prefect over everybody. You know, there are people like that. Everything is like you are doing something, they come, oh no, do, 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 do. come. Correction, masters and madams. It, it is a manifestation of pride. When you do it small, it's fine, but when it becomes too much, it becomes irritating. Hallelujah. Meanwhile, you yourself, you have many faults. The energy and the time you are taking to examine people and to mark them, if you took half of that time to examine yourself, you yourself will be twice better. You are busy taking the speck out of people's eyes. Meanwhile, you have timber, log, deeply lodged in your eye socket. But with that one eye that is left, you can scrutinize others and see their faults. When you are like that, you are proud. Hallelujah. And you must repent from that behavior. Just proud. 
Number nine, when you are over argumentative, some people they never want to lose an argument. They will use everything, including lies, wrong facts, everything, just to win the argument. They must have the last word. It is a manifestation of pride. Ten, when you are easily irritated and easily offended, mainly because of the things of things other people do. There are some people they are very easily irritated. It's like they, they get angry easily. some people when you're operating with them you're on you're assisting them some some bosses i had a boss like that during house job whenever he comes around everybody's shaking it's like he has give me this it's like by the time he's saying give me yes he, he has not mentioned the thing but he expects you to have picked it already so the moment he finishes the sentence and the thing he says hey look hey hey I, i'm in a hurry you see i'm a very busy man you understand addressing everybody it, it is a manifestation of pride hallelujah some people think when you do those things it shows that you are serious it's like you're hard working you know what you're about you are just manifesting the spirit of pride hallelujah number 11 you have a hard time sharing your weaknesses sharing your weaknesses you see when we have weaknesses and faults the first person we are supposed to speak to is god true or false but the Bible also gives a place for sharing your weaknesses with other human beings. Let's read James chapter 5 verse 16. James 5 16. I'll be closing in the next few minutes. James 5 16. It said, confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that ye may be healed. And after that, the very popular scripture, the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous man, availeth much. He said, we should confess our sins one to another. So you should be able to see somebody and tell Charlie, I'm struggling with this. But you must be aware who you are telling. Hallelujah. That some people, they are CNN, BBC, Al Jazeera, Dutchie Vela combined. You let them know and the whole world will know. They will bring it up as a prayer topic at the next prayer meeting. They will call you to the center. Let's stretch forth our hands towards our sister. She's having problems with bad thoughts. But there is a place. There are certain weaknesses the beginning of your freedom is when you can bring yourself to the point where you can tell somebody about it that is the beginning there are some things when you can't talk about it it means you are not ready to overcome them yet when you can share with somebody like look I'm, I'm struggling with this it is the beginning of your freedom hallelujah and so we must get into the habit of confiding in other people especially with sexual weakness things like I mean, when I say sexual weakness, I don't mean the one that they have drugs for. <laughs> Weaknesses with the flesh. Every drug kills sexual weakness. That's not the one I'm talking about. When you have issues with lust and stuff like that, sometimes the solutions to those things are more practical than spiritual. When you have accountability partners, people who can go into your phone at any time, you have a pact with somebody that okay this is my what do you call it password to my phone at any point in time just take my phone and go go and check my browsing history that's if you have not deleted the, the browsing history as well these are things practical things that can help you in your work with god hallelujah 
sometimes the mere fact that you know somebody can ask you a certain question i do that with a lot of people and it's helped when people come to confide oh this this this, this I said, i'll be checking on you and asking you so this particular thing how is it now recently somebody came to me and said some funny thing nearly happened a few days ago but what kept me from it was that the man said he knew i'll come and ask and the embarrassment of admitting that so so and so happened was what kept him or her hallelujah so we must swallow our pride and get into the habit of being able to confess our weaknesses and our challenges with people 12. you are a so-called perfectionist but your perfectionist nature manifests only when you are dealing with others and not yourself you are so-called perfectionist but that thing only manifests when you are dealing with other people but when it comes to yourself you are allowed to make mistakes and when you make a mistake we must all laugh about it but with others it's not so it is pride 13 you frequently interrupt people when they are speaking have you seen people like that before it's like we are all talking this, this. i say no 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 my my point is superior to you they don't even wait for you to learn they just and most of the time they allow their bigger voices when they start talking automatically you have to keep quiet it is pride 14. when you talk about yourself too much too much it is true the bible says what that which you have seen head and touched is what we declare unto you but when you are trying to make yourself the center all the time it is a manifestation of pride hallelujah yeah you may have good examples this is a bad when it is too much so the, the key word here is too much it's, it's good to share your your experiences with people but when it's looking like you, you are always trying to make yourself the center you're always trying to talk about yourself and, and when i was in dubai when it is not necessary to the conversation your conversation fine and when i was on, on the island of bahamas and i had crossed my leg the crossing of your leg hasn't got anything to do with the point that you are trying to make and the sun was shining in my face and my bank account alert came and it was forty thousand dollars so i will know that you have forty thousand dollars in your account and that is the only reason you are telling us the story it's not because it has anything to do with what we are discussing it is a manifestation of pride hallelujah 15. you neglect to express gratitude for little things done little things but when you can't be grateful you can't say thank you for little things done somebody even fetches water for you so oh, take water from the fridge from a person open your mouth and say thank you you only want to say thank you when the person has given you ten thousand Ghana seats oh thank you when you can't be grateful for little things little things it is a manifestation of pride 16 you get hurt or offended when your accomplishments are not recognized especially in church when your accomplishments are not recognized that's some people some people even get offended when they, they, their, their titles are not used when you don't address them appropriately elder so so and so reverend so so and so prophet so so and so you get offended it is a very big problem hallelujah the reverend is not your name 
Hallelujah. It's not your name. It's a good thing. Some people try to be over religious about this whole thing about title. I was watching a, a, somebody on YouTube recently, a white man preaching. I said, I hate the title reverend. It is not biblical. It is not in the Bible. And so, so he spent like 15 minutes. Here's the title reverend. It is, it is not in the Bible. I wish I could pull him out of the screen and tell him that if you hate it because it's not in the Bible, then throw your Bible away. Because the word Bible is not in the Bible. You understand? Have you seen the word Bible in the Bible before? Then that Bible to throw it away. Some of these things, they are just a manifestation of the spirit of religion. It is not spirituality. Hallelujah. Number 17. You get hurt or offended when your opinion is not taken in decision making. Sometimes in a meeting, you bring an idea, let's do it this way. And another person's idea is taken and you are hurt. It is a manifestation of pride. Number 18. It is difficult for you to accept being told what to do. When you find they've got being told what to do. And most of the time, such people, they always like to tell people what to do. It's like they're always trying to do this, this, this. But when they are told what to do, instinctively, they don't like it. There's a problem somewhere. 19. You avoid participating in certain actions for fear of being embarrassed or looking foolish. For example, shouting in church. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah including also saying amen in church <laughs> sometimes it's like, it's like, when they say give the lord a shout only 50 percent of the people will do it because you feel Charlie, i'm too dignified i'm too dignified to shout some people may have a problem with lifting up their hand when they say lift up your hands like is it by force i came to cma fresh one of my mates he came to cma first day we got to school first weekend after that he never came again and his reason was that the one who was leading the worship at the point said everybody should lift up their hand in his mind if he wants to lift up his hand he'll lift it up himself so why should you ask me to lift up my hand manifestation of pride why is it difficult for you to shout because you, you are sitting on a very high horse it's not as if shouting is not a biblical thing it's there bible we've shown you a lot of scriptures but you feel too big uh, i like the way you are looking at me and you are quiet because i'm speaking to you you feel too big to shout it is a manifestation of pride number 20 the last one if there's anything or, or at any point in time you were offended with me for this message and if for any reason you think it wasn't a good message it means you are proud that is the last point <laughs> if at the back of my no 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 this one yeah, the pastor today yeah, it means you are proud it is a manifestation of the spirit of pride but I pray that God will purge our hearts from every bit of pride this thing called pride, we take it so lightly, but God takes it so seriously. It can stand between you and where God wants to take you. It can stand between you and a lot of breakthroughs and a lot of progress in life. Today, still sitting down, you just want to close your eyes and pray. 
You want to ask God, God, let just, just baptize me with the spirit of humility. You want to pray that every bit of pride will leave your heart. There are a lot of things I've mentioned today, and I'm sure you can identify with some of them. You want to pray that, Lord, deal with me, deal with me where pride is concerned. In the name of Jesus. Maybe yours is, is your inability to say sorry. It, it's, it's so difficult for you to say so even when you know that you have made a mistake even when you know you have done the wrong thing in your mind oh she'll deal with it she'll be fine just because you don't want to humble yourself enough to go and say i'm sorry please forgive me you get offended when false are pointed at you simply because in your subconscious you believe you are perfect you believe there's nothing wrong with you you believe you, you, you cannot be wrong you just want to lift up your voice and pray the Lord. First of all, you want to pray the Lord. Forgive me. Forgive me for being proud. Forgive me for being proud. And then you want to pray the Lord. Let the spirit of delusion be broken from me. You want to pray the Lord. Liberate me from the delusion. That you stop seeing yourself in the wrong way. You, you will see yourself as God sees you. And that comes from daily looking into the word of God. The Bible describes the word of God as a mirror. That the mirror of the word of God. We will look into the mirror and see ourselves. That is when our true image comes out. Let's pray the Lord. Wherever I'm deluded. Wherever I'm deluded. There are a lot of ways in which we are deluded. Some people think they are spiritual. But the Bible says, if you think you are spiritual and you cannot control your tongue, your spirituality is useless. There are very, very little things. In life, it is the little things that matter. It is the little things that matter. It is a small banana peel that can trip a seven-foot giant and cause him to fall. You want to pray that, Lord, open my eyes. Open my eyes. In one purpose in your heart that today, as you are going home, you will do some introspection. You want to weed your life of every aspect of pride. You, 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 want, to, you want to carry out a, a revolution, a, a humility revolution. Any way in which you manifest the spirit of pride, you want to pray. I've just given you 20, but there are a lot of them. There, there are some of you, God himself started ministering to you on certain specific things while I was preaching. Things that I never said, things that I never spoke about. You want to pray the Lord, let your Holy Spirit begin to minister to me. Because I keep telling you that in this church that there are a lot of great people. There are a lot of people who are going to work in influential places. There are a lot of people who are going to be influential in ministry. There are a lot of people who are going to be influential in business. There are a lot of people who are going to be influential in politics, in medicine. And it's important that we deal with the pride in our hearts. Pray the Lord, deal with me. Pray the Lord, deal with me. Deal with my pride. Deal with my pride. Don't pray that the Lord will clothe you with, with a blanket of humility. With a blanket of humility. Just lift up your voice and pray. Humility. You want to pray for humility. The Lord, give me the grace to be humble. The grace to be humble. A grace to be humble. Lord, I wanna be more like you. 
Receive more teachings from the man of God. Reach us on 024 873 